What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Tonecast 91. Brian Porter here with Marco Gonzalez. How are you? Good. How are you doing today, everybody? It's going to be a good day. Yeah, good day. We've got, we got some podcast action coming at you fast. Um, this is kind of an extension of our gear gas show and kind of uh, <laughs> the little part we talked about, like what stops the gear gas, mm-hmm. kind of what, what stops it dead in its tracks, and, and that is uh, that big thing called money. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that here in a second, but I'm excited to kind of go through this with you. I think we've we've both been um, practicing the gear gas thing, or, mm-hmm. you know, just so we can do better podcasts. But then we're coming up against this money thing, um, mm-hmm. and kind of this topic of why used guitars have gotten so outrageously expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to talk about that. But maybe let's go with the pickup chooser mentioned here real quick, and then we'll jump in. Yeah, and real quick, before I even talk about the pickup chooser, I just want to shout out to um, the good choosers that I had today or this last week. Uh, I had a David B and a David M, so two Davids, and then a return Andrew L, and then uh, Lee was a local guy that came and picked some stuff up. So those are just some people that had a really positive conversations with, and yeah, it's just cool that people are reaching out. But when you go to the website, you'll see the pickup chooser, and we're going to start running ads, so you'll see it in more places and stuff like that, but... You just go and it'll fill out what gear you have. You can send us a picture and that's kind of something we like because usually people include the whole collection. But then we'll just go through either me and Brian and we'll recommend something out our lineup that we think will fit your needs. So it's a cool way for us to kind of give back and you know just kind of communicate with people that are interested in our stuff. So something we really enjoy here. Yeah, and I think it, it we don't really realize this very much, but it does kind of address some of the reservations that people have about buying pickups. Yeah. I don't know what to get. I don't know what it's going to sound like when it goes in my guitar. And we actually will get to know what you have. Like you mentioned, we'll get to know what you have a little bit more and then we'll be able to like dial in that recommendation. Mm-hmm. So assuming that you trust us, right? Yes. <laughs> um, we'll give you a, a good recommendation and we will help you kind of take six models and narrow it down to one model. Yeah. And, and oftentimes, um, we haven't really had anyone that's been unhappy with our chooser yeah. recommendation. Yeah, and th- and that's a take it or leave it thing, right? You you can take our suggestions all the way down to the model mm-hmm. for you, and and you don't have to do anything with it. Um, it just it exists and it's there if you want to have that in mind. And you know, some people are on the fence about selling a guitar. They're like, mm-hmm. I think I want to sell this. Well, give it a shot. Give us an email before you sell a guitar. You might you might be surprised what we can help you. Yeah, with, um, it might become your favorite or something. Exactly. Who We've knows? had that happen a few times. Yeah. I was almost ready to sell it. I put the 90s in this, and it was like a completely new guitar. So we'll stick around. Give a, give us a shot, I guess I can say. Um, give uh, me and Marco a shot um, to recommend something for you. We we really do enjoy that process. Mm-hmm. Um, we're guitar nerds, too. So yeah, I know you like seeing the photos of, ooh, look at this. and Look at this one. Ooh, look at that one. We even so. had a couple guitars wander into the shop this week, and one was... One was a uh, mid '80s uh, Les Paul plain top. It was just fantastic. I was like, "Oh man, that was really nice." So yeah. we kind of did did some, you know, repair stuff, looking at it, kind of giving it once over. But had he wanted pickups, we would have went through kind of that oh, whole yeah. process. So totally, and we would have got to hold on to that guitar yeah, maybe for a few he'll days. Come back, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Exactly, it's a beautiful guitar, but that that's one of those. You know, extension of the gear gas thing, where it's like, man, I have not seen a a Les Paul plane top that looked like that. It mm-hmm. was kind of three D, but not not obnoxious flame. There was nothing nothing crazy in there, but it was, it was just, still right. moving in the finish. And 
yeah, it was yeah, it was good. It was I like, should stop talking about that. That's not the <laughs> subject for today. But <laughs> yeah, but it's just like when you think and just like this gear gas thing, you know, you're like, all right, I've got everything I need. I've got my drive tone. I've got my clean sound and my my Fender or whatever. And then you see a a plain top Les Paul like that walk in, and you're like, oh, I didn't know I uh, needed that now. Didn't and then it's it. like seared in your short term <laughs> yes. memory, and you're like. You add it to your reverb feed. You're like, all right, let's just see what comes up. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> and then you go look at the price of something like yeah. that in basically closet classic condition. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, no thanks. You're already like trying to figure out what you're going to get for taxes back. You're like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be getting that, yeah. <laughs> that much taxes back for that. But uh, yeah, let's talk about this this subject of you know this has been kind of uh, not surprising, I guess, with the prices of used guitars, but it's been something that's that I would say has almost been frustrating slash dis- discouraging for me as as oftentimes in, throughout this year we we have been buying demo guitars. We'll buy you know something that's that's blimmed or used because all we're doing is putting pickups in and showing you know recording sound clips, uh, recording demo videos. So I don't need a I necessarily need pristine guitars for the shop. I just mm-hmm. need something that's functional. That we can use, and but I've been starting to look through like some of these categories of guitars that we haven't demoed in a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these used prices, and I'm like, man, we gotta we gotta talk about this on the show because yeah. this is like this is a problem, I yeah. think, in the industry. So maybe let's dive into this subject and kind of spitball. You know, I have my thoughts, I guess, on on why that is, and I think there's a whole myriad of factors, but maybe. Kind of give maybe start out with some examples that you've seen of just used guitars that are kind of ridiculous in price. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think it's it's just getting to the point too. Like, because everything is hitting a high price, I think more people are willing to list stuff and shell out the stuff Mm. that that they've been stashed away. So you kind of are like, there's a lot more stuff than ever, and and so you get like some rare pieces, but then you get flooded with you know. Just so much stuff and so many different models, and you have to kind of sift through everything. And I think there's just like an oversaturation, and people just see Fender and Gibson, and they're like, "Oh, this must be worth like you know two grand or something." Yeah. Um, and of course, like everyone's going to try and get the most money out of it because I think we're also at a point where maybe people are like, things are commanding that high price, but also it's like, yeah, I kind of really need the the money right now, or I you know need to make stuff happen, I need to do this and that, and so people are willing to you know. Let stuff go that maybe it was like sentimental, and you know the the ones that will go into the one that got away category, you know. So, <laughs> but it's just you know at, at least I feel like I've seen like you know typically at least a hundred or two hundred dollar price hike, maybe just because everybody is also on the sites looking for that stuff because everybody maybe is or some people are at home and needing projects or distractions or. And one of the things I remember is just the the price of. Like a made in Mexico standard Stratortelli. Remember them being two and three hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, I think they're new. I think brand new. They were like three hundred or so. I don't remember what they were when you know late nineties, early two thousands. So unfortunately, I have in my head this price point that I used to pay, and I remember buying a, a Mexican Telecaster for two hundred bucks, and it was used, and a guy just needed money, mm-hmm. and I saw the same one with the same color, and it was eight fifty. On reverb, and I'm like, man, I I just I don't know that it's been a long time since I had that other one, but I don't think it's an $850 guitar. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah. I think the quality of what it was, I remember I had to do tons of work on it, and 
yeah. frets were sticking out. And, and I know the newer stuff, like you have a you have like a player a series that's that's fine, like it's great. But I just I'm like, what's that? What's that breaking point? You know, mm-hmm. for the price and the, and the cost of everything. Yeah. Well, and it's funny with even then, like, yeah, it was fine, and and really, I I liked the neck and I liked the body, but I was like, this needs a setup. This needs 11s. I need to set the intonation. I still haven't set the intonation. I I did, you know, take the ends off the frets. I put tuners on it. You know, it's like you do have to end up dumping, you know, work and time into it. So it and I guess resources, but you know, it's still they're they're not perfect either. So it's like you still end up having to do that stuff because they're just trying to crank out as many as possible to satisfy the the demand or you know, mm-hmm. make the most of their time with all the lights on. I don't know. It's it's wild. <laughs> Yeah, so so you paid. What did you end up paying for yours? It was like a right around seven, okay. seven and almost eight, I think, because okay. ta- I was in Arizona in the tax. And okay, but then you stuff. put new tuners on it, and obviously yeah. uh, made you know made pickups for it. So that wasn't wasn't yeah. wasn't an extra cost necessarily for us mm-hmm. compared to someone buying a set of pickups. But but yeah, but, that could be quite the cost. And then and then well, and I think that maybe is also a reason why there's like a price hike because I've seen and lately it's been the Harley Bentons and people will dump three hundred dollars into it and then they're like, okay, now this is five hundred dollars and you can get a new one from you know the I, f- I forget the name of the store that that retails them, but you can get a new one for like a hundred bucks. So you're like, whoa, how how does that <laughs> add three? Just because you put three hundred dollars into it doesn't make yeah it the value of it go up three hundred dollars. So I think that's you know people trick them out, and I like when I see a you know something already modded because then you feel less weird about modding it. But yeah, or you can buy it and you're not scared of yeah. At least for the most part, not scared of what people do to it. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's see. still people trying to pull fast ones out there. I'll see like, oh, this is a original neck from the 80s and you're like no it's not everything's scratched off (laughs) you can see they put a decal on like an all parts neck or something Mm -hmm. like that and so that always weirds me out where i'm like man the prices are so high and then there still is the scammers and and the people trying to trying to trick you out there yeah and it's like man i don't want to you know if i'm gonna get hose i'd rather spend three four hundred bucks than a thousand dollars and be like man that's not it's yeah. not what I expected, but even looking at, we were talking one, to one of our um, our Japanese dealers, kind of asking about Fender Japan. I've always loved Fender Japan, mm-hmm. Japan stuff for the quality and the value. Um, but I'm seeing those are like thirteen, fourteen hundred bucks for regular stuff. I used to be able to get for four and five hundred dollars. Yeah, so I'm like, it's, I'm having a hard time like distancing myself from that because then I I think well. At that price used, I can go buy a new one, mm-hmm. a new American Fender, maybe from a place or like a B stock, you know, with one scratch on it, and that's the same price. Since I'm like trying to kind of wrestling now, I have used to be, I don't know if you feel this way, but it used to be they felt very clear price tiers, yeah, and now I feel like the lines are kind of blurred, definitely. So like there was a, you know, someone's trying to sell a classic Vibe Squire for almost six hundred bucks. No, I can't do it. You know, I can't. I can't spend that much. But then, that's getting into the territory of like the player series yeah. Telecaster. So, how are you justifying these different price points? And I, I get the the economy and the cost of goods and all that stuff. It, it has to go up, but it just feels like it's gone up maybe like too much mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, they're selling guitars, so maybe it's not a big deal. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like there's not as many good deals out there as there used to be. Yeah, and I and I just wonder if I mean I remember the argument maybe like a couple of years ago it was like oh is guitar dying guitar is dead right, and yeah. it's just like yeah there's always going to be somebody that says that it's like when someone says rock and roll is dead it just changes shape or whatever but you know it there's just more demand maybe people were like well now that I have all this free time I might as well finally start to learn guitar and obviously with incredible demand it's like well let's uh let's make the most that we can and I guess if especially if people are Shorthanded, and they need to pay people more to do the same work. I mean, it's who knows. I mean, it's all pick up sticks on top of each other, and you move yes. one stick, and it moves <laughs> the other stick. So yeah, it's a whole thing. But it definitely, you know, it tr- makes it to where we're like, oh, that's how much new stuff costs. Well, let's see if we can find a used body or a good deal on a body or something. <laughs> you know, but that's like where we go first because it's you know economical. Yeah. yeah well, and, and we end up. Going like we talked about in the gear gas thing, we we end up kind of going in these circles where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to spend. I want to buy a new another Strat or something, and like I don't really want to go past X amount of dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Especially like, I think we're kind of jaded because we're going to rip the pickups out and put our own own pickups in anyways. Mm-hmm. So I like when there's a you know an unloaded body or something. Cause I'm like, I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna rip that stuff out anyways. But yeah. but then I don't want to pay. You know, they they have loaded bodies. You'll see on like Stratosphere, other eBay stores, it's a loaded body. I'm like, but I'm I don't want to. I don't want yeah. you to add the cost of the pickups in there because <laughs> they just put the guard on it. Yeah, I don't need the pickups, so I'm I'm kind of I end up talking myself out of stuff because of that factor. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can turn around and just kind of sell the pickups for you know half of cost or whatever. Yeah, and that's but, what I did with that <laughs> Mexican okay. telly. I yeah. pulled the pickups out and I. Put them on reverb. Okay, so you got some money back and invested in, and that's kind of what the tuners came out of. So it's like, you know, a creative mind can uh, kind of (laughs) cut costs slightly, but yeah, yeah, you still have to, you know, have to have it to make it happen. Kind of yeah, but but also you you know the fact that you can do your own work on guitars saves saves you a ton of money because you you know buying a guitar for close to $800 and then going and dropping it off for a fret job and setup that's another potentially 200 bucks there yeah and you may have to wait 2 weeks or something yeah, if and he's then if busy. you don't you know you don't have the advantage of making pickups like we do then that's another 250 bucks there and you're like oh wow i'm in, in into this you know mexican standard telecaster or whatever for $1200 so that's what I'm going to list it at 15, and yeah. so someone offers me 12. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but we had—I don't know if you remember. Maybe this was this was earlier this year, but we had a guy bring in a PRS SE. Mm. I think it, it may have been uh, a little earlier this year, but he brought in this PRS SE, really nice guitar, kind of flame top, gray finish, and he's like, "Hey, I I need some some setup done on it." And we're like, okay, you know, they're they're pretty good guitars. Should be pretty straightforward. And he's like, here's all the work that I got done on it. It was an eight ninety nine guitar. His bill from Sweetwater was twenty three hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! And he got the guitar plucked. He got um, pickups. You know, bought nice USA pickups and got them installed by Sweetwater. And by the time all this stuff was added up, it was twenty three hundred dollars. Like you could have bought an, a new a new PRS for that much yeah. or close. Um, but it was great. I mean, it was like, wow, this was worth, to me, it was like that was the best playing SE that I've ever played it. And it should be, right? Because yeah. all the, the work that went into it. But like, man, that that's like you're putting, you know, almost two and a half times the 
the price of the guitar into the guitar to make it what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting because there's always that philosophy of finding like the you know the unlovable axe and then yeah. <laughs> bringing it back to life. But mm-hmm. I, I have so many experiences where that's been more of a headache than not. It's yeah. Like, oh well, I'll just put this back together. It's a pretty cool guitar, and then I'm just fighting it the whole time. And like, I, then then I sort of go back to the well. I guess I should just buy yeah. something that's all the way done. Mm. <laughs> so, but yeah, and even then, like none of that stuff is. I mean, because I play with 11s, so everyone's so specific. So I mean, they all say like, "Oh, you you're gonna need to cut the nut." I mean, and so they, you still have to put work into it too. And I think that's another thing is people think new out of the box is ready to rock. And I mean. Nice guitars. I remember we always talk about your. You tell me about your Anderson, and mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, when I first got it, I pulled out of the box, it was in tune, and it stayed in tune for, you yeah. know, like the whole month or whatever. Yeah. So, it, you know, some stuff is really nice and set up to go, but yeah, you still have to put work into anything anyway. So it's there's always more hidden costs associated with the guitars than than, than what is the sticker price too. Yeah, and I and more understand why people buy like the really really nicely made guitars. Uh, it's not something that I can just swing. I, I mean, literally, it's just like I'm going to have to put money away for yeah. a long time. to plan for it. But I understand that more and more just as, you know, you buy a $500 guitar and you've got to do a bunch more work to it and you're still dealing with maybe not as nice of a bridge or not as nice of tuners or the nut's not cut very well. Mm-hmm. And you end up kind of wanting that guitar to be you know, a $500 guitar, you want it to be a $1,500 guitar. And sometimes you can get there with all those mods and sometimes you're just not, you're just, you're just falling short. Yeah. So sometimes then I'm like, oh, maybe we go and just buy something that's like really solid yeah. from, from the beginning. Part of it too is I think I, I like working on guitars still, mm-hmm. but I like to just play them more so lately just because I spend all day and you spend all day working on guitars mm-hmm. and we love it. We still take stuff home and mess around with it, but um, some something about just grabbing it out of the case and playing it is yeah is also healthy, I think, for our sanity. <laughs> totally. Well, and especially when you're like running into an issue with wiring. I remember in the days of, you know, really just starting to figure out my wiring and wiring a semi-hollow and mm-hmm. it's a headache and I was like, I just want this thing to play. I just want to play this thing. Why isn't it playing? It can be a headache, so. Yeah. But yeah, just play more guitar. Play more guitar. That's play probably it. the play the one you have. Fill out the chooser. Get some good pickups. Yes, and, you know, it, it's worth it to have a good amp, a good tube amp, and everything. But yeah, definitely make the most out of what you got. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, and we we did uh, just uh, as we close here. We just did a recent video, kind of uh, highlighting what we what we're digging this week in the shop. So if you you go to our YouTube channel, we'll include a link to the video as well. Um, just kind of a couple cool settings on some different guitars in the shop that we've been playing a lot more. And we're going to try to do more of this, like here we're inspired by X this week mm-hmm. and, and check it out. Uh, we did a little, just a highlight video of you and I talking through what we, what we're digging. So yeah. check that out on YouTube. Appreciate your guys' support. We'll catch you next time on the Tonecast. All right. Catch you next time.